back, everybody, to another episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey. Hey, how's it going? And we got a pretty exciting episode for you guys today. We have a metagame starting to emerge, and I think uh, it's going to do Pioneer for the good, honestly. Before we get into that, uh, gentlemen, uh, crack a cold one and pour one out for Planeswalker points. PWPs. Uh, I mean... Yeah. They're gone. You know, uh, you know, they really they got rid of buys by points, uh, I don't know, like a couple years ago at this point, right? But uh, No, they got rid of them this year. Was it this year? It was this year. Well, they got rid of... Yeah. They got, they, you made it so you only have two buys instead of three. Right. Something like that. Uh, but as of the announcement today, Monday the 27th, uh, you have a month left to go enjoy your Planeswalker point history. Screenshot them. Yeah, go ahead and screenshot them. Um, and they're going to be gone. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping that the the real outcry from the community right now uh, will have them saved in some way because I know for some people, right, like, they're not that important, but, I mean, at least for me, I'm assuming you guys as well, and then, like, a lot of the pro player community in general, um, I mean, that's a bit of history for, like, the game. They were nifty. I mean, they they joked on the main page. They're like, "Oh, you can you can go back and, and check out that time that you beat LSV in the side event." But like, I remember years ago before it was even that. Like, you could go see like all of your match history. Mm-hmm. And we found out like one of the store owners that was kind of um, beloved uh, to me and Ricky had like played Steve O'Mahony Schwartz in like '96 or something like that. Like, close to one of the first pro tours. Um, you know, one of the first guys in the Hall of Fame just played him at some local New York thing at some, like, early set pre-release. And that was just kind of cool. It was, like, a cool piece of history, you yeah. know? Well, so, and then, uh, like, I was talking to you guys. There used to be a really cool website where you can, like, copy and paste your whole Planeswalker Points history into this website. And it would just, like, numbers break on everything. So you could go through and be, like, like, if I wanted to, unfortunately, the website's down. I was I actually mm-hmm. went to go try to see if it was alive because I wanted to go see... Uh, what my record against you two were, and I thought it would be kind of a fun mm-hmm. thing to talk about. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. like it's 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 a real bummer. Like I, I, you know, I know it doesn't really affect the the people who are just playing at their kitchen table all the time. Uh, but like, and you know, it it at the end of the day, like it doesn't really those numbers don't really affect anything. But like, I have emotional attachment to that. Like that that is a story of my Magic playing experience. Um, mm-hmm. And as I look at my yeah. account, where because you know I haven't been playing as long as you guys, where I'm. And uh, I spent definitely several years judging instead of playing in big events. Uh, you know, my level 37 sorcerer account still means something to me, gosh darn it. You might be higher level than me, given how much time I took off. But, like, I, I hit, like, level 30-something, like, really quick, and then I just played so little. Yeah. That, uh, until recently, now I've played more. But, yeah, I think I was, like, surprised that I when they first did that, I was, like, level 30-something. Yeah, and, like, all when the... it came out, they, like, give you a pre-ranking, and I was like, oh. All, the, like, the, like, the, like, the achievement system was really cool. Like, I'm looking at my achievements on here. Like, I got a badge when I first became a judge. I've got a badge nice. when I like top eight at a PTQ. Uh, they're like, cute. Like they were fun. Like they they were. Yeah. Admittedly, I rarely think about it. Is the only thing like in defense, but at the same time, I'm with you. We're like we're losing something. You know, it's kind of like I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, hopefully there's there's a way to really back it up. Meanwhile, what's up, Ricky? My little 44 account. Sure. Nice. We get it. You're better. Than 44 me. is high. Yeah, that's strong. It's what is 50 the top or is it like 48? Yeah, I think 50 is the top. I think 45 was the top when it started, and they had to make 50 because uh, people were hitting. So what is what is 50? Is that is was like is your 44? Is that what is that task mage? Uh, battle mage. Battle mage. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I think it was. I remember like definitely sitting on planeswalker points and like going through my match history to count a record with a, a local player in Lubbock. Yeah. And like 
then like we just always had the score. He even had it on his phone. Mm-hmm. You know, just like little things like that. I don't, I don't know. Planeswalker points are important to me. I was upset when they became Planeswalker points back when it was like what Elo. Back when it was Elo, but uh, Planeswalker points were great because I, I used to play F and M on my brother's account. Sure. Or my dad's. I remember that. Yeah. Because um, if I lost a game at F and M, I would just get chunked for like twenty six points. Right. And I was at, like, the ELO where I had uh, a buy. And two buys limited. Uh-huh. So, uh, when they switched to Planeswalker points, it was just like, oh, you just earn enough points and then you go, like, you know, you get your buys. I mean, like, definitely, like, and, like with the, the change a couple years ago when they made it harder to get you, like, two buys, right? But, like, back, like, four years ago or so when you could still get three buys and, like, the, the threshold was lower, right? Like... You know, that was a big deal for, like, when I got... I, I think I got up to a, a two-round buy. Like, I never hit the full three, but I think I had a two. And I for sure had one a lot. Uh, but, like, you know, that was a big deal of, like, oh, well, you know, uh, I'm just going to, like, make sure I can go play this event and just I need, like, 20, 30 more points, right? Hit that last buy or, like, you know, like, 100 more points. So you're going to go drive an hour to go play in, like, a PTQ because has, like, a higher multiplier than your, you know. So I remember some of my best still... memories are just back in the day with Ricky. We're, like, wake up. His dad made peanut butter sandwiches. We'd get up at 5 o'clock in the morning because Ricky needed to be there early. And we yeah. would drive to frickin' wherever. Put cram four kids in a van and take off. You're taking four kids after cramming them in a van? I know, right? Oh, man. These days uh, it'd be illegal, but back in those days. I'll never forget uh, conceding a finals of a PPDQ so you could in go play Amarillo. So you, oh, so you could go play so another I one. I could play the Lubbock one the next week. Because I was 30 points off my second buy. Yeah, and you couldn't play in another one because of the PSP. If, if I won, then I couldn't play in another one. So I, I conceded one and then went and played the Lubbock one and won that one. Yeah. Nice. Or you like that one guy who won one and then sat down for top eight and was like, what happened if I already won one of these? Yeah, yeah. but that doesn't have anything to do with Planeswalker points. Very, that was the PPTQ system. Sure. That, was, that was definitely the PPTQ system. Well, right. It was also because, like, yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I couldn't earn enough Planeswalker points. I, I was so desperate for them because uh this is like when you like I, couldn't make FNMs, right like it was like no it was because i couldn't uh i couldn't play ppdqs because like i went to the rtq and then like oh yeah uh, i didn't i didn't qualify i made top eight and i didn't qualify and so they're like well you're qualified for the rtq next time mm-hmm. and then i came back and did that again and i was just like okay so i can't play ppdqs so i can't get any points yeah mm. but that uh sucks. I liked Planeswalker points a lot. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the buys, of course, very important. Uh, but even more than just the buys, like if you're getting rid of the buys, I was still like, eh. But Planeswalker points are still cool. Like I said, uh, my it's, plastic for me, PCI it's, it's, cards it's the, it's not like the members working. Attached to them. That sucks. Like, I, I enjoy bragging because my plastic DCI cards. Sure. All right. Chris has one somewhere. It Maybe does it somewhere. Doesn't have- I, I have one because they issued me a judge one. Oh yeah, I've got the it's got a Johnny on it. Does it. I don't know that I still. Does I don't it matter? Have like that. a four-digit DCI number. Yeah, and that's actually mentioned in their article. They're like, mm-hmm. they're like, oh yeah, it was really fun that the old judges got to compare four-digit numbers, but uh, you know, who goes to GPs anymore? Am I right? It's kitchen Lamel. table or nothing, you know? Well, I mean, right. well, you actually can't go to GPs right now, so. Yeah, I know, but fair. Yeah, because we we missed Houston. I just feel like that Wizards is don't, really Ricky, trying to just attack. don't you dare think this is keeping you from getting that pie. <laughs> oh, yeah. If 
Fair enough. Pie's still a-coming. The pie's still a-coming. We might not have a pie bet for Icoria, so we have to wait for the next core set to come out. But pie's still happening. Uh, can we... I guess we can take a pie bet on, like, the next way that Wizards is going to try to kill Paper Magic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't do that, because you're going to somehow pull something out of you like, that I would never guess is going to happen, but here it is. We're going to talk know, about it. I know, and then like it's going to come true. Like, a month later, yeah. we're going to talk about how Ricky was right. Because he, <laughs> he predicted we're going to play, like, you're going to play Magic uh, on two different levels. It's going to be, like, 40 chess, but with Magic cards. Super flying. You have to put the cards in the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're on a separate board. I have to throw them at my opponent. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll be easily taken care of for you on Arena. That's right. There we go. I, I was arena thinking about, yeah, like creatures with power and toughness equal to square roots of cards left in your deck. <laughs> Look, man, that's good. That's good that it's on Arena because, you know, plenty of the Magic players we know have engineering degrees, and I get really concerned when they're like, Oh, what is five plus five minus two? And it's like, oh the, man, the fate of the, the fate of our lives is in your hands, and Pem you're just dos. like, can't do simple I, math. It's it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a, I can't do basic math. But if you ask me how much I'll lose if I get attacked with two death shadows with fetch on the stack and a lightning <laughs> bolt to my opponent's hand, yeah, you know that math is easy. There you go. Um, he knows. Alright, so let's get into it, guys. Um, I played some Pioneer this weekend, because I was obviously hey. we were doing the streams. Um, right. I mean, we also played a bunch of Standard, we played some more Limited. Uh, how are you guys still enjoying Ikoria? Man. I like Ikoria Standard. Mm-hmm. Um, there's companions everywhere. Yeah. Um, um, I've, I've been enjoying the Standard a lot. Um, my thoughts on the Limited format have, I think, turned south. I will say I love the actual draft portion, um, right. but the actual games just drain my soul. Yeah, because like the only way to play right now, at least the main way to play right now, is on like arena. It is like it's soul crushing. Like I like I turned to major streamers because like like once I hit like plat within a couple days, I was like, man, I, I could make a push for limited. And then they like, they fixed the little algorithm, fixed it, quote unquote, where like now you actually play against people your same rank, which you know, okay, I guess. And then they like they did the hand smoother, so like now everybody just hits like perfect mana on turn three. And now that I'm playing against like other people in my rank, like everybody just has OP god decks because in player drafts, like sometimes it's just worse than bots. Sometimes you just get like that tenth pick zenith flare, and it's like you know okay, yeah, I guess the, this the is key, what I'm the doing. The key to winning so. at Korea draft is be the person who forces cycle at your your ta- your pod, and right. uh, you'll probably get there. Open as the flare. That's what you do, and then go first. Like again, like Ikoria Limited kind of, in my opinion, suffers the same problem as like what companions are pushing, which is like uh, extreme greed. Like I was like I watched Hooglin today play a match of Standard where he got Thought Distortioned on like turn five. Opponent had like a some kind of mana acceleration, mm-hmm. discarded like four or five cards. He still won that game. Because it just didn't matter. He just was on, like, this Yorian deck that was just infinity value, and, like, it was all big things and recursion and da-da-da-da-da, where, like, he, he would have just died on turn three or four to an average deck, but, like, everything is just extreme greed. Yeah, so, like, we, are all, we are all worried. I'm with you. It's, there's a lot of fun to be had, but it's a very, very greedy format. We're all worried. Limited, standard, all of it. We're all worried early on because of uh, Luris' effects on, like, Legacy and Vintage, and then, obviously, Lutra getting insta-banned in Commander... But really, I think the real secret terror that we're realizing is Yorian, actually. Right, yeah. Yorian's ended up being one of the very, very strong ones. And, and again, I think most of us have revised a little bit. Like, we were a little bit maybe more sour than we were trying to be last week on the podcast. Like, 
Companions are definitely fun. I think it's a fun, mm-hmm. like, designing your deck a certain way, in my opinion, is like a fun experience. I think it's one of the things that Hearthstone was very, very fun, and they've carried it over, and it's it's very fun, very fun here, too. But again, like, there's a lot of strength in it also, you know? Like, again, I think we talked about a lot of good ways where these could have taken places in your hand, da 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 So, like, they are fun. It is a fun, fun set. At the same time, it's just, like, it is definitely format warping. I know? mean, I've seen people talking about... Um at the point of now we're at the point of let's ban them in other formats except standard maybe pioneer honestly i in my experience um pioneer might be the best home for companions in all honesty yeah yeah so i mean let's let's take us into into our uh our real pioneer focus uh for the episode now in sort of you know uh last week we had a, a brief glimpse into the effect of pi of uh Companions into Pioneer and Icor into Pioneer, right? So, but uh, I think this week is like the first real week of now we have that real info heading into what is Icoria Pioneer as a format, and definitely right. right like companions are everywhere. Obviously, there's some Yor- oh, yeah. there's Yorian variants. There's mm-hmm. uh, definitely like lots one, of Luris. There's like two I would say standout builds of Luris, and really one big one. Uh, we're seeing Obosh and the Gruul decks. Uh, like you were talking about just playing greedy. I mean, I've, we're seeing Gigantha in like spirits decks because it just takes a green to cast it. Like your right. only downside is, hey, uh, you don't get to play Brazen Bar anymore. Which, like, you know, I love playing me some Brazen Bar. I've been playing Brazen Bar or spirits for a long time now. You you've been a day one day some Brazen Bar. Yeah, I like I've, I've been holding on to Brazen Bar, but like mm-hmm. it might be time to hang out the Spurs and just in, in, embrace the free five five for five when you're right. busy like top decking. Right. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like, and see, that, that's one of the things that makes me raise an eyebrow, where it's like, this doesn't feel like it's magic as Garfield was in, intended, you know? Where it's like, well, my Bant Spirits deck is going to play a free 5-5 five, five for 5 just because it gets it for, you know, like, there's no downside. going to play an Elemental right? Elk. Yeah, yeah, in our Spirits deck, and it's like, nah, well, right. and again, whatever, you know, it's just one of the, the things that comes with competitive magic, but... There's that article that, like, a lot of, like, Sam Black and Ari Lax have been going over. Mm-hmm. Where they were like, uh, wizards said like, well, we understand that if you play a creatureless deck, you do get to play the cat, the green white one, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. for free. Uh, they're like, but we figured the trade off between not having a fifteenth sideboard card versus having this creature uh, was an interesting like tension in deck right. building. Yeah, and I think like, you brought this up. Half the yeah. time, I feel like I build sideboards. I'm just like. I don't know, I need, like, three slots left. I guess we'll just throw, like, these random cards in here. Sam mm-hmm. Black is just like, I don't know who is playtesting, but uh, every time I'm offered an eight-card opening hand versus uh, a 15-card sideboard, I will take the eight-card eight card opening hand. It's, you know? it's the same right. people playtesting and thinking Oko's fine. It's the same people playtesting and thinking that Once Upon a Time is fine, right? Like, Right, um, yeah. You know they want strong magic cards. I mean, you know, I, we I see it in a lot of games where it's like, oh, we're going to introduce this OP character in this game so that you have to have it. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like they do it in League of Legends too. Like every character comes out and it's been OP broken, and people get upset about it. But it's, they've been doing it for years. When a character, I mean, Ricky played like the character Diana came out and she just obliterated everything. I'm pretty sure. Like just like Rangar when he came out with them. There's so many characters that came out. They were just like immediately OP broken, and they pretty much always nerf them. But they want you. They can't have a character come out and. 
have it be bad. So, yeah. like, I think Wizards just taking that approach. Like, the last three sets have just been, like, insane because it's like, oh, look, if I get these new cards, I can make this deck. So, I mean, from a financial standpoint, it makes sense, but it's definitely it's definitely been over. Does the financial standpoint know? make sense? Because, like, the Ikoria cards aren't They're really... They're selling them. Aren't really, I mean, sure, but all you need is the one Lurus. All you need is the one... Uh, Yorian, like a lot of these, true, but they're pushing things, right? Like, sure, they're pushing things. So I mean, I, they they made this set interesting. I've I've spent more on arena for this last week or two now that we're all inside than I have in ever. Sure, to to get drafting, and I've had a lot of fun to be honest with you. I think again they've done some things that made me just incredibly disappointed. But I was having fun initially, but I mean, I think it makes sense. Yeah, um, I it definitely feels pushed. But yeah, I mean, and and like you said earlier, like. I'm honestly, like, very high on Companion because, you know, um, I think that people are just defaulting to kind of the same decks they're seeing, right? Like, obviously, like, people are just, like, play the Burn deck, play Lurus, right? But I think mm-hmm. there are also still just decks out there that are just finding interesting ways of playing with Companions. And I, I as I put out on Twitter, like, don't let Companion be the problem. Like, Companion is interesting because it is something that if you put your mind to it any deck can embrace a companion in a meaningful way, right. which I think is the fun aspect of it. Like, obviously, I think some people are going to settle on, like, you know, what are our main companion decks? You have Gruul Obosh, you have, like, the Yorian variants, and then you have, like, the Lurus Burn deck, or we're playing Lurus in, like, our Orzov Auras deck. But, you know, you go mm-hmm. through the leagues, and we'll, we'll go to results here in a few minutes. And, you know, there are still interesting ways of playing... Uh, these these companions and honestly, like I think the best thing in the format isn't even playing a companion right now. Because I I still would argue that Lotus Breach is probably the number one deck in the format still. Yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you at least for now. Again, I think I think one of the reasons Lotus Breach is there is people kind of forgot about it. Sure. Um, and again, it's just like Dredge, where it's like a lot of times when a format resets, people kind of forget about Dredge. They're forgetting about the affinity, you know, style decks, and those decks come to the forefront at least for a week or two until everybody goes, "Oh yeah, those are decks that I have to, sure. to consider." Yeah, everyone forgets. Right now, I'm definitely with you. I definitely think Lotus Breach is, is the number one deck at least from results that we've seen, and I do think there's a lot of good brewing to be had with the companion. So I do like the brew capabilities, but again, from the results that we're about to go over here, it will turn out that most people are just jamming companions in decks that were already pretty good making some changes and uh, going to town. Sure. Uh, I mean, any any sort of... Uh, well, here, here's one last sort of thought I had on Companion, because there's a lot of questions now with, is Companion a mechanic you keep bringing back in future sets? Or is this going to be a storm scale like 11 now and we're never going to see Companion again? I think we <sighs> never see Companion again. I think I agree with Ricky. I think that we won't see it again, and I wouldn't mind it. Like again, I really love the idea. I think, hey, here's a here's a card that encourages you to like make a brew, right? Like build yeah. your whole deck around this card. A lot of times, it's what the Timmy does, right? Like a lot of us go, like, man, wouldn't it be cool if we built a deck around this card? You know, sure. It's like what we all want to do. Like let's let's take this card and build the deck around it, and they made they reward you for it. Like, hey, if you build a deck around this card, we'll let you have it. You know, yeah. Like you can, you just have this card. Like it's it's yours to play. You know. Yeah, and then so, like, I mean, like there there was a we had a really good conversation on the Discord. There's a little bit back and forth uh, where I think we briefly mentioned like Yu-Gi-Oh having like the extra decks and stuff like that. And I think like right. you know, like I like I mentioned that conversation. If you guys aren't part of our Discord, you know, go join the Discord. There's links on all of our YouTube videos. There's links on our on our Twitter to go join the Discord. Go and join it. Have some fun. A lot of sweet conversation going on in there. Uh, where I mm-hmm. think like Yu-Gi-Oh, you know. 
that game lives on a power creep because there's no real formats. And I'm sure I'm going to get yelled at for saying there's no real formats because sure there's like the old school Yu-Gi-Oh or whatever. But Yu-Gi-Oh is really a farce, right? Like every set, every like so many years, they have to bring in new mechanics sort of push the power level and to push the format away from things. And you know, Yu-Gi-Oh mm. like didn't start with the extra decks, but I think like the second or third set added fusions, and then you went to like. XYZs and synchros and like right. the like the extra deck got more powerful as time went on. Whereas with magic, right, like the power and you know, you go look at those early fusion monsters in Yu-Gi-Oh! and they're like worse than some like five or six star monsters because they just have no effect and they're like okay stats, right? You know, you sure. just like trade up two like two star units for them. Um, but with magic, right, like it just feels like they skipped over the early fusions and went to, like, some of the XYZ or Synchro monsters that just have to be banned out of the game in just terms of power level, right? Like, there was no real sure. training wheels growing period. We just went to a point where, hey, these are very good. Without It was very much like a whiplash thing. Yeah, sure, right. sure. And again, I, I, I think one of the reasons for that is, like, I think the Yu-Gi-Oh! comparison makes sense as far as, like, an analogy is concerned, like, to make it make sense to Yu-Gi-Oh! players. Sure. But 100%, like, where this comes from is the war with Hearthstone. Like, I they're not that, concerned yeah. about Yu-Gi-Oh! You know, like, so I, I think 100% what they were trying to do was go, well, you know, because Hearthstone has things where it's like, build your deck around this, you get this effect. Like, again, they didn't know what to do. They're like, well, do you start with a 1-1 token in play? Like, what do you get for building your deck around things and magic? And they were like, well, we draw cards, right? Like, we've got cards, sure. we do this, so, like, let's give you that card for free. So, like, again, I just think that, like, they had an idea, and they tried to make it flavorful, but again, I just, for how many cool ideas that I see that they really put a lot of effort in designing, again, it just, it really feels like this one just wasn't thought out that great. Like, as far as, like, oh, what's the cost? Like, you know, what does it take? Oh, a sideboard slot. Like, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and, and how they give you your companion. Again, like, the, the effect in Hearthstone is, like, your hero power upgrades, which is strong, but, like, it's not cards that you get, you know? Like, you yeah. get an extra effect for your mana sink, which is your, your little hero power that you get. It's, like, you know, the effect of getting an extra card is much stronger than what you get out of it in, in Hearthstone. So, um Right. Yeah, just kind of a crazy thing that I, I don't think they spend a lot of time balancing. And, and part of me, like, you know, I agree. I think uh, they might have been playing, like, planning on bringing Companion back in the future, but I think a lot of the public sort of backlash against it might make them a little wary to do it. But I think, yeah. like, I love Companion just as, like, a flavor of, right, like, the whole thing is built around the idea of, like, you know, the people on Ikoria, they're bonding with their animals, so you get, like, a special animal Companion, right? And that's, like, what that mm -hmm. thing represents. And so I'm, like, of the opinion that... I don't want companion in every set, but I think there are ways of like slipping in, right? Like I think like you could do it in like a Zendikar set where you know like you yeah. go back to like original Zendikar where it's all like about adventuring. So you know you mm -hmm. pick a companion where instead of like a, a creature you're like linked to, it's like a guide or like another person like your adventuring party that can like fill like a party role for you. So you could have like uh, humanoid creatures as companions. And I, I think companion can be something to come back like where it fits. I'm not someone who thinks we need to put companion like. A handful of companions every set, but I think companion, uh, if balanced more properly in the future and like where it makes sense, I think companion could be a fun for thing to try and bring back. I'm with you. I, I know that like we didn't we didn't hit this point last week, but somebody brought up the comparison to Planeswalkers, which I thought was pretty nifty. Was like Planeswalkers fundamentally changed the game. Like, yeah. and Planeswalkers are insanely strong. Somebody said years ago, like, uh, it was years after they came out, but, like, it was one of the best points we've ever heard. Planeswalkers create a sub-game of magic a lot of the time before the Uncommon ones, where it was like, I now have to kill this Planeswalker or I lose the game. 
So the sub game became, I'm no longer playing magic against this, against this person, I have to kill this planeswalker, mm -hmm. because their ultimate abilities were so often game-ending. So, like, that's not the case with Pioneer. Like, you can't, you're not trying to kill opponents Pioneer, but they are so incredibly strong, right? Like, that what in what they do, that I wonder if this is the new Planeswalker. Like, I, I think it would be interesting to bring him back. Again, I just hard because now they've introduced this concept. I think it's going to be hard to change, like, what the cost of it is. So, like, I'm skeptical that we'll get it again. But I do think it's nifty. You know what I'm saying? I, like, well, I, in, it's, in that it's the point. phrase that Planeswalkers are strong, I think this is very strong, too. And it's fun, I guess, is the thing. So. I, I mean, I think you can fundamentally change how they work. I mean, Companion, in the terms of the rules, are just, you know, it comes out of your sideboard. Like, there, nothing on the cards say what companion actually is so i it's all like backgrounds in the rules so i definitely think like they could change they could fundamentally change how companion works and yeah. like it won't be different companion just really means it starts at your sideboard you can pick it if you match the requirement for it there you go that's not on the card they could make it so like i said last week like a force london mulligan or they can change it to suit how they want to try and balance it in the future Makes sense to me. I think that that would be a little more confusing because it is written on actually some of the cards. Unfortunately, there is, is full on there is full on word text. I think on Loris, um, and a couple of the other ones. No, I've got a Loris in front of me somewhere. Let's see. The le the least amount of text you have, the more you have room. It's not on Loris. Loris. No, it just, it just this card is your chosen companion. Yeah. You may cast it is once it, from uh, outside. That is that is the only text for companion. All these cards. Is this card I wonder if that was intentional too. Is this if this card is your chosen companion, you may cast it from outside the game. That yeah, but yeah. like I'm I'm saying like that's not something that can change. But there isn't like a that doesn't say like no other requirements, right? Like they could add on companion, like you pick one less card, right? Like that's something that you can tack on, like rules wise. All that says is how you cast the card. It like doesn't even explain to you how it works, like taking up a sideboard slot and stuff like that, right? Like, that is something that mm -hmm. is intrinsically in the rules and the background of the game outside of how that card actually works. Right. right. Makes sense to me. All right, you want to jump into some of these deck lists? Yeah, let's jump into some of these deck lists. So let's go ahead and let's start with the big event of the weekend. Um, and I say big event, even though, you know, it was just under 40 players. But for what we got going on right now, I think our big, really premier pioneer event this weekend was, of course, the NRG Series MTGO Open number one. And I think next weekend, or this coming weekend, our big Pioneer event is going to be the Lotus Box Challenge, uh, which, unfortunately, I will be having some things getting in the way of me playing it, or else I would probably go play Lotus Box Challenge this weekend. Uh, but we'll get into that more here in a little bit when we talk about the streaming plans for this week. Uh, but, of course, the, Lo the NRG Series happened over the weekend. Of course, NRG was sort of that smaller tournament series based out like the Midwest, I believe, like Chicago, that sort of area, right? And uh, right. we've talked to them before because, you know, they're trying, they're making magic happen. A little circuit. I definitely love that. Definitely appreciate that. Um, and, you know, here is a first look at our real format. Of course, we have Andrew Wolfius taking it down with Boros Byrne, Adam Wasper Moses on Bant Yorian, uh, Shea Strassman on Bant Hogak, which I think is just like a Bant Delirium deck list when I actually look at it. Um, it's, it's a Yorian deck. I mean, well, it's yeah, sure, it's Yorian. Um, and then you have Brian Cole playing, once again, Boros Burn, Paul Muller at fifth place on Lotus Breach, uh, Charles Martin Jr. on Orzhov Yorian, which I th believe is that um, the enchantment deck we talked about last week with like Demonic Pact and stuff like that. Uh, then you <laughs> yes. have Nicholas Owen on Orzhov Rally, rounding out with Sam Brown and Four Color Humans. Now, this def I think this topic is definitely missing, I think, a couple, I would say, pillars of the form right now. But um, definitely the 
big stats here are going to be Bant, Yorian, Boros, Burn, and like Lotus Breach and Orzov. So what do you guys think of this format based on what these decks are bringing? Uh, why is this one deck called Bant Hogak? It's the Yorian deck. Uh, right. Because that's just how the players... The energy deck, the energy melee, because we're on melee, right? Uh, that's just the name that they gave the deck when they submitted it. Okay. Right. So this Names is... it whatever the player wants. Okay, yeah. fair enough. But it is just the Yorian deck, right? Like, So I mm. would say that the Boros Burn deck is our is one of our first mainstays pills the new format. Obviously that could change for only like the second week here, uh, but I think going forward it's going to be one of the big ones, and it's it's essentially just straight up a mono-white burn list, right? Um, playing some cards we haven't actually seen in a while with Gitu Lava Runners and Vichy and the Pyromancers. The mono-red. Yeah, the mono-red, right? So, um, yeah. it's playing Gitu Lava Runners, it's playing Vichy and the Pyromancers, cards that we haven't seen released since their standard, standard uh, but we're back to playing Eidolon of the Great Evil, Soul Scar Mage, Monastery Swift Spear, We've got a full burn package here. We've got lightning strikes. We've got wild slashes. We've got wizards lightning. We've got skewer the critics. Light at the stage. And since we're playing white sources for that Luris, we're playing a full four Boros, char- Boros charms. And then we got Thanks some sweet me. ones in the sideboard like deflecting palm and chain to the rocks. Uh, what do you guys think of this? Like it's a it's a different take on Monred than we see, but I mean, it's definitely I, we played it against it on stream over the weekend. This thing puts up a quick clock. Yeah. Again, it's you know. The companions are incredibly strong, so this one runs Luris. People are going, well, I'll shave some... Uh, I don't know if this deck had to really shave anything, right? Because it's only permanent cards. Well, so I mean, it's not, it's, not playing the the, uh, it's not playing the Bone Crusher Giants anymore. It's not playing sure, the sure. Tor Brands. It's not playing the Ember Cleaves anymore. It's not playing, like, your big Rabs and stuff like that. Uh, but mm-hmm. definitely, you know, we like I said, we added the Pyramids, so we added the Lava Runners instead, and we added a few more Burn Spells, right? So now with Luris, like, if one of your, your dudes gets... Fatal pushed early on, you're buying it right back, right? Right, and like late game, just like Loris and then shoving a Swift Spear back on the board or a, or a Lava Runner. Buying back um, Pyromancer for two more damage. Yep, like that's all insane. Like, and if Loris sits, then he's just going to keep buying back these value creatures for you. Mm-hmm. Um, all your power there is like, you got Wizard's Lightning, we got Lightning Strike, Wild Slash, Boros Charm, uh, just blowing people up. You kept your sick burn spells, so like, hey, you know. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's I think because like I think Luris would have been probably too limiting if it was just two CMC spells, unlike Obosh and Kogla, which are like odd and even just spells in general, right? Whereas Luris mm-hmm. is, is like permanence because I think he limited spell CMC. He might have been a little too pushed out of the format, out of out of playability. But who knows? Like, I could still be wrong on that, right? Uh, but the yeah, fact I, that I think it's still pretty strong with it, but. But, uh, I mean, he's still, you know, he's, he's, he's good regardless. And, I mean, he's just, he he's in one of these shells. When in, and I think, one of the, again, the real power of the companions is being hyper mana. As long as you are playing one of those colors, just play them. Right. Like, and what's the... Throw a Gigantha in your Bant Spirit stick. Yeah, throw, I, I need to, hey, uh, if anyone has any Giganthas when they open boxes, let me know. I need one. Just the one. We'll only need the one. Um, all right, so what's the next deck up here? We got the Bant Yorian builds... Uh, of course, Yorian saying, hey, guess what? Those, like, 13 cards you couldn't figure out how to cut, don't worry about it. You get them now. That's right. Play them. Play them, Play them, yeah. It doesn't matter, right? Um, and we definitely, I think this is another deck we played against on the stream uh, back when we were playing. Uh, I don't think I really played, so I don't think we'll really have a chance to talk to it, but I played the uh, the Gru deck, and we can get back to that here in a little bit. So let's take, so what is what is Bant Yorian bringing to the table here? Uh, Bant Yorian's got a lot of nifty tools. Teferi uh, Time Raveler. Mm-hmm. That's Doesn't a good one. Matter. Four of it in a deck. There you go. Deck is good. Yeah. 
I've seen Niv to light lists. Four of Uro, get it in <laughs> yeah. there. Charming Prince, get it in there. Yeah, Charming more Prince is like, uh, like, but the only thing we can blink is like Reflector Mage or Seder Wayfinder. Like we this blink card is just Oro. a good card. Doesn't matter. This card can, is coming up we, every we, format. We blink it. We can scry to. We blink it. We can gain three life. Right. Like. Right. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're also, like, blinking our omen of the seas. Like, resetting Elspeth Conqueror's death just feels disgusting. Right. Yeah, that's what I see a lot. You see a lot of that in Standard, of resetting Elspeth. That's, it's so it's such a good combination. It's made its way to Pioneer. Blinking an Elspeth Conqueror's death is just dirty. Yeah. It's right. just so good. Re- resetting Elspeth Orion dies. Yeah. Then you just get back with Elspeth Conqueror's death. Yeah. Resetting uh-huh. our Seder Wayfinders with Yorian to fuel our Uros that we're getting back. Uh, a lot of people reset their Teferi. They'll they'll bounce something, yeah. and then they reset it, and it's like, oh, I'm back up to five loyalty. Yorin, too much Yorin I think, is, again, because everyone's so worried about Luris, right? I think Yorin is low-key the actual most powerful companion. Oof. I see what you're I saying. Think so. I think the answer is still Luris, but I think that it's close. It's much closer than we thought. Like, I, I, for, I didn't think Yorin was going to do too much, and that was obviously wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm excited. Yorin is, in my opinion... One of my favorite ones. Mm-hmm. I think that it's one of the. It's I'm gonna turn out wrong because like of course like all these decks are doing super strong, but in my opinion it was one of like the more fun ones. It was one of the ones that seemed a little bit more balanced because like it blinks things right. It's like the things you have the things you're playing have to have good comes into play abilities sure. right. Like it's not like it gives all our creatures plus ten plus ten for the rest of the game. You know, it blinks things, and those things have to, you know, have comes into play effects. So we're running, like, Reflector Mage in our control deck, which is kind of cute. So I, I like Yorian the most out of all of them, I think, as far as, like, what it does for you versus the deck constriction, you know? That's fair, yeah. I mean, like, 20, 20 cards is, like, almost inconsequential. Like, mm-hmm. th- it's 13 more good cards that, like... Again, like I talked to mentioned on the Discord, again, go join the Discord if you're already on it. Um, like, in some cases, right, like... Those cuts uh, definitely, like, help trim down your deck into you have to really think about, like, you know, if you're trying to figure out, like, your last, like, five or so slots, right? Like, that definitely brings mm-hmm. down your deck into, like, it definitely makes you think more about what is important to your game plan. Like, how are we laser focusing in on this deck list? But Yorin just kind of throws that out the window, which, you know, is uh, here or there, depending on how you want to look at uh, deck building restrictions now. How many years has Pioneer been? What's, like, is, like... Is it ten years about Pioneer? Like, how many years is Pioneer? It's officially eight, I think. It's officially eight. Currently. Because, like, almost half this deck is printed in the last year. Sure. I think Uro, that's, that's, Charming Prince. That's a lot of Pioneer decks, honestly. Uh, I mean, Omen uh, of the Sea, Elspeth Conquers Death, Growth Spiral. We just had a block, a three-set block of the strongest sets I've ever seen printed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, since New Phyrexia. Yeah. Right. And I honestly think, uh, between you guys and me... I think Eldraine was stronger than Euphorexia ever was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, they said Eldraine was going to be, like, the most powerful standard legal set they wanted to make for a while, right? But, like, Theros and Ikoria definitely keep pushing the button with, uh, maybe not as widely impactful as Eldraine, but, uh, they're definitely... Pretty s- close. It's pr- I mean, well, Theros, both, definitely. They're yeah. both very uh, strong sets. Like, I mean, they're not as strong as Eldraine, of course, but they're, like, whew, whew, you know? They're right there. Sure, Can I get I... another Simic Mythic? <laughs> Can we get Where's another DJ Khaled? <laughs> I need oh, another one. God. Another one. Can, can it got, cost three mana? Kynan or Kinian, whatever. How many, times we, how many times do we got to teach you this lesson, old man? Um, like, I just Watsy, just back in their like, lab, they're just like, alright. Blue, green. Well, that's enough of a hard like thing to do in Magic. Uh, so, like, shove 80 abilities on it. 
<laughs> yeah, so then we, we kick over to the next deck list, which is air quotes Bant Hogak, but really it's just Sultai Delirium doing its best uh, impersonation. Because uh, it's really yeah, it's, it's, it's just Sultai, Deli- it's Sultai Delirium uh, playing Yorian. I don't know where the Bant comes from besides, I guess, just the off color of uh, Yorian. Um, because if you guys haven't put it in a deck with MTG Melee, like, you actually, like, require, like, if you want to change the name of the deck list, it's kind of a pain, so I can understand this person just, like, clicking, right? Uh, this definitely is more Sultai Delirium uh, than uh, Yorian. Again, I played against this deck on stream, too. Um, like, your your blinking Atrices, uh, your blinking Gaunties, your blinking Hostakers, Ishkanaz, even Ravenous Chupacabra. Like, did you guys ever think we were going to see Ravenous Chupacabra in Pioneer? I dreamed. I dreamed of it in my in my hardest of hearts. Did you dream a dream? And I'm excited that it's here. And this deck gets away with a lot. I mean, like, Trial of Ambition was sick from our opponent playing it. Um, and yeah. then you get, like, Traverse to go tutor up these creatures again. Like, again, Yorian, you just pull, throw... You just, hey, you get to play a bunch of fun ofs and a couple more cards that you're going to, as long as you play, like, a few more draw spells, right? Uh, you're going to see all these cards, so no fear shakes for your player Yorian. There you go. Yorian out here. Um, then we got, again, Boros Burn, Lotus Breach. Is there anything different in this version of the deck list? Nope. No one is playing the uh, the Song of Creations yet. I'm still. I thought for sure we'd see Song st- of Creation. Oh, we're going to make it happen, Chris. You and me, we're going to make it happen. Card's not uh, good. We're going to do it. It's better than One with the Wind. Uh, then we got Orzov Rally, uh, which is pretty is similar. Sweet. This deck does look sweet. Um, and there's a sort of an Abzan build in one of the challenges, I think, that was also playing um, Fiend Artisan, which is definitely a mm. sweet include as well. But, I mean, this is essentially a deck we kind of saw bumping around in the background, but the, the Rally deck we had seen previously is a lot more uh, the Zombies deck, right? Just to value mm. back your Zombies. But this is a, very similar to what I would say is like the standard build of this deck list. Yep. But now you also... Kind of aristocrats. Yeah, but now you get Zulaport Cutthroat along with your Cruel Celebrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, or citrus supplier to fill up your yard to get those big rally ancestors coming back, and then you're buying all these cards back because guess what? You have Alurus in play. Hey, uh, yeah. Like this deck is sweet, and this deck is actually super budget if you really want to look at it. Yeah, I think that's the thing about like once you get your Alurus, like because the a lot of the you know less expensive cards aren't you know super expensive money wise, except for your thought seizes. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got a lot of options for budget decks. Yeah, you know, I mean like. A lot of ways you can go with Lurch. So that's one cool thing about it. It's like once you get your one companion, you know, that's mostly what you need. So Definitely. Alright. Uh I think oh, four color humans is our last deck from the energy this open. This deck is sweet. Yeah, I want you to I don't think close, Ricky. Ornithopter is correct. I'm pretty sure this is a typo. It has to be. Well, not if it's in the deck list. I don't know well, what it, it would it, it doesn't do anything in this deck list. You are correct. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't trigger off of anything. I'm not sure what that should be. I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be like the kite sail freebooter. Oh, that would make or sense. Or what about um, what's the like the one mana one one Boros guy with the battalion? Boros oh, Enforcer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, but, or yeah, definitely the Ornithopter. That might be the real mystery the card. Um, yeah, Ornithopter but, is not correct. I'm pretty sure that's just mistyped. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, but this person is playing uh, Gigantha the Wellspring because uh. Hey, no repeats, so we're good. Um, but it's Thraben Inspector, Hero Precinct 1, Thalia's Lieutenant, Honored Crop Captain, uh, General Kudro, who I said was going to do great things in this format. Here he is. Terrible, Eaten boys. great. Yes. 
Mantis Rider, Swift Blade Vindicator. Hold on, you skipped and, over the Ornithopters. Uh, I told you, <laughs> yes, the Ornithopters. And Reflector Mages with four dire tactics. This is just a stack of dudes with no, four well, dire tactics. I can't remember what Honored Crop Captain does, because I sure didn't. It's uh, it's Boro, so it's red-white for a 3-2, because why not? And it's whenever it attacks, other attacking creatures get plus 1, plus 0 oh until the end of the turn. But didn't you play Amonkhet Limited, one of the best limited formats in a long time? Uh, I did not know. Okay. I would say maybe Ornithopter is supposed to be Collected Company, but Mana Confluences are technically only green source. Yeah, no, like, it makes more sense that it's, like, Kite Self Rebootering had entered wrong. I don't know what happened mm-hmm. here. It flies, yeah. Um, and we got, like, a lot of sweet stuff on the board here. Like, this deck is hot, hot, hot. Like, we are just playing all the colors because we can. We go with Mana Confluence, Unclaimed Territory. Like, who's stopping us? Nobody. Thalia, Her- Heretic, Cathara, card I think we've talked about before, just not showing up, but I think is a very good card probably going forward. Uh, Cambal is interesting. Um, Lava Brink Adventurer. Yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, man, let me tell you, in some standard, I have been just stone... This card is true name. It you is true know. name. You it don't is even definitely know. True. Oh, I this know. Card. I I think I think calling this card true name is better than calling uh, Octopus... Ninja of the Deep Hours. This is true name, let me tell you. So many I'm gonna times. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that. I'm going to pretend that nonsense didn't come out of your mouth. So many times, just like, oh yeah, I can't answer an Evens Lava Blink adventure. Well, it's so funny that we had Hactos, right, in Theros, and it's like, oh, that's like kind of true name, but now we get real true name a set later. Yeah. I'm sorry for everybody who I made buy Hactoses with my deck that played two of them. <laughs> Sorry, you can't refund those wild cards, but this guy's way better than Hackthos. <laughs> Alright, anything else we want to talk about here in the NRG series before we take a look at some of the other deck lists that popped up? What is Frontline Medic counter? Uh, I mean, X spells, yes, I know that, but like, what does it counter? Hold on. Please load Frontline Medic. <laughs> it's Battalion. Uh, Battalion gives indestructible to your attacking creatures. And then uh, it sacks to counter an X spell unless they pay three. But, like, um, what X spells are getting cast right now? Crater's Maybe Claws. Maybe it's there to give you indestructible. Crater Claws. Okay. Out of the Gruel, out of the Gruel Obosh decks. Um, yeah. I mean, it's definitely the battalion's relevant if your opponent gets cute and they don't flash in their Supreme Verdict before you attack off their Teferi, right? Um, right. I guess you're just kind of hoping your opponent's dumb. Uh, but also, yeah. like, in, in, like, the creature mirror matches, right? Like, it just makes you just be able to attack in without worry. Right. Like, it's still a 3-3 three, three for 3? Given your guys indestructible isn't nothing, right? Like, it is probably for, like, a creature mirror where, like, you're just going to smash into each other, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Blocking is for losers. Blocking is, in fact, for losers. Math is this for is blockers. Something. Math is for blockers. Blocking is for Blocking losers. Blocking is so for that losers. That's right. Math is for losers. There you go. Um, Sounds right to me. Other other decks here that are really kind of jumping out real fast before we move on. Uh, there's a Jeskai Fires deck in 10th place. Uh, playing Yorian. Uh, and here's the actual deck that that one challenge deck wanted to be. But they were too afraid to give you a Teferi. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah. of course, Sultai Combo in 9th place. Uh, which is, again, the Guru deck we try to play on stream. I say try to play on stream because Shuffler really, like, bent us over the, the couch. And, That's uh, a tough one. You only get four flips from the top of your deck to hit a clone, so it's like yeah. You know, the deck was a lot of fun. Though. The deck was a lot of fun, though. Don't get me wrong. The deck was sweet, but uh, definitely yeah. not as scary as 
at least I thought it was going to be, and I think a lot of the internet was reacting to it as well. Um, deck is not impervious. The deck is actually, I think we barely had, I think we like barely broke even in the games we played. <coughs> There's a cough. <coughs> oh, my cough. Hold on. Cough. Cough. Uh, and real fast, though, for everyone that hasn't uh, didn't hear last week, um, you play four Garudas, one is your companion, and then you play every clone effect possible uh, with spark doubles letting you keep subsequent clones of Garuda around. Uh, I do like the inclusion of Wisp Weaver Angel now, so that's a 4-4 you can keep around and get an extra Garuda proc with. Uh, the two ways of winning have been uh, Oracle uh, Fasa, or now a lot of them are playing Dragonlord Coligan, so now you can swing with your hasty 6-6s. Six uh, that's first the deck. Uh, there's been plenty of ways to take the, the sideboard, like Thought Not Seers. Um, this deck isn't playing it, but we played um, the 2-drop from Theros... That can animate a land, but it just makes your stuff have hexproof. Uh, uncounterable. Uncounterable, yeah, yeah. Destiny spinner, spinner. De Destiny spinner, yeah. Let's play Destiny Spinner. Uh, this Destiny Energy series, I'm not sure where the next one is, but again, the big rule event coming up this weekend uh, is going to be the Lotus Box. Um, so let's take a look at some of the other decks that pop up before we take it into Does It Slap. Um, to me, I think the big standout, uh, real fast, um, the few real 6-0 deck lists from the challenges and the super qualifier. Um, we had Azorius Control, we had Burn, we had a couple Demir players still hanging on, but I think the time of Demir Inverter is probably over in all honesty. Who knows, like it still could just show up and win right. Um, but I think the power of Companion is kind of pushing that deck out. Uh, we have some more Lotus Breach. Uh, the next challenge, pretty much the same thing, another Demir Inverter hanging out. We get a Jeskai Fires deck. Uh, the only 7-0 in this challenge though was Lotus Breach. Uh, then we have the Super Challenge, which is bringing been won by one Lotus Breach player with the only 8-0 decklist. Then we had some uh, three Orzov Auras taken up, three of the seven of the four seven ones with another uh, Lotus Breach at seven and one. And you said who is CWS again, Chris? Caleb Share. Yep, Caleb Share. And I mean, this deck like Lotus Breach is down to only costing 80 ticks right now, which is kind of insane because I still hold out. That's probably the best deck in the format right now. Mm -hmm. And then the league definitely added some uh, some spicy ones. So are there any deck lists that we haven't really talked about, guys, that you want to talk about? Or are there are we ready to sort of talk about what you guys think is sort of the hierarchy in the format right now? Um, I just wanted to bring up again, like, there's some good budget op options out there with Lurus. Again, while you can, get your hands on the... Uh, the enchantments deck. We played it and put a video up on YouTube where we got a turn three fifteen fifteen. It was pretty insane. And all you have to change that, that deck had... is just add one Luris. Right, like it, it just the main deck was already everything two or less because you were cut so low on lands, and it's just like it just it was just made for uh, like a perfect version of the deck. Um, I think there's a version of Garuda that could be played, or there's like a, I think there's a woman. I don't know if it's a sorcery or it's an incident. Either way, it's whatever. But it lets you and your opponent both tutor for a card and put it on top of your deck. Oh, the symmetry. Yeah, something like Steaming that. Symmetry. I think that might be uh, an interesting one to play with some kind of either like mill deck or whatever. I guess you can't play it in Garuda because is it is it one mana cost or is it two? It's one. If it only costs one, it doesn't work. I guess it's, I one, it's one. Yeah, it's like vampire. It's tutor. one. Mm. It may be something that you work in where, like, hey, like, Garuda isn't your companion, but, like, we're just playing Garudas. Sure. But, like, if you could manipulate the top of your deck somehow to, like, make Garuda where, like, we don't need all these clone effects, we just put something on top of our deck, either through scries or whatever, that, like, hey, we just get some fatty boom boom that, like, now we've got a Garuda and that, 
that seems pretty good, mm-hmm. you know? So, just a thought I had for, like, some, some brews out there, but otherwise, no, nothing too crazy that I've really seen out here. There's some good hardened skills decks coming up that use the Ozolith or, uh, or Luris because it's black. Yeah. Which fits into your green black that are out there that yeah. I thought are pretty nifty. And then I love the uh, it's some enchantments. The, or, the Azorius control decks playing Kahira as their companion because they don't have any creatures. Right, they're just like, oh, we'll just take this um, three, three, two. The one deck that we haven't talked about, which I think kind of drops in and out, is uh, the mono white devotion decks now just playing Yorian because free real estate. Sure, it is in Makes fact free real estate. There is a cool one that five owed. It's a mono blue deck. And uh, oh, yeah. it is not playing a companion. It is playing Ninja of the Deep Hours, however. You mean Sea Dasher Octopus? I don't mean that. I mean Ninja of the Deep well, Hours. Well, then we should call a judge if <laughs> that card's not legal in Pioneer. <laughs> but we're playing a couple one-mana flyers that are pretty nifty, right? Yeah. Siren Storm Tamer, which is a good flyer. Spectral Sailor, which is growing on me. The fact that it's got flying, I think, is pretty and, nifty. Uh, neither and I definitely use that secondary ability. Neither of those cards being humans. Right, make it pretty easy to mutate our octopus onto it, and I've been mutating some octopi in standard, and it's pretty pretty strong. Sure. We also get our curious obsession. So this mono blue deck is pretty nifty and also very budget. It's one hundred and thirty dollars, and I think all of that comes from the brazen borrowers. Half of it, yeah. sorry, half of the cost of this deck comes from the brazen borrowers. Or if you don't want to play those, don't just rock some some octopus, which are it looks like they're at like eight bucks now. So you know, man. Uh, actually, like six. brazen borrowers are kind of yeah. dropping a little bit thanks to the uh, the challenger deck. So. Uh, I would start thinking, thinking about picking up some Brazen Bars. I think it's a card that's always going to be... True. I, it's a card that's true. Like that's a card that's always going to be playable, I think. Um, that's like 12 or 13. One of, one of the deck lists that stands out for me that's kind of a fun one is by Oaf McNamara, uh, mm-hmm. who's in the, the other category, right? Uh, we're playing Mono Red Lutri. Look at, look at this. This is a deck list I don't want to fill out at a tournament, but like, look at this deck list. Yes. This is Man. awesome. Lutri is one that I think has potential. I think Pioneer is the one format, the first format where you could really make a Lutri work. No. Um, just because the spells might be nifty. Ricky, but, like, believe. It's Look some at of the this. older formats, man. Like, this deck list is sweet. Look at all these one ofs. It's all one of. In early Pioneer, people were playing singletons just because. Yeah. You know, like, they had some effects, but, like, I remember that. Like, people would play one ofs just to do it, you know? Happened at a Pro Tour, so. Uh, I-, I think it's there. I might play this on one of the upcoming streams. This looks just dumb and fun. I'm in. How- However, dragons. There's so many redundant burn cards. Dragons picks up uh, no cards from this for- format. I'm sorry. Four went out. However, Aww. the uh, the meta change means that dragons are back on the menu. But I oh, thought snap. I thought your big thing was against the spirits matchup, though. Oh, we can eat the spirits alive. Yeah, Who yeah, cares? but I don't think spirits is good right now. Uh, but Demir Inverter is getting beat down right now. Oh, that's right. You can't beat Inverter. I can't beat Inverter. But what can I do? Beat everything else. Sure. All right. Oh. We'll have to put that to the test then, I guess. Try to resolve that, Luris. I dare you. All right. So, where, where are you guys? Again, we have we've about two weeks of this format. What do you guys think the hierarchy kind of is right now? Um, go for it, Ricky. In Pioneer, I think that uh, right now, uh, if you're not running uh, Luris as your commander, you're just behind. Unless but, you're playing what we saw some strong Urian. Uh, Urian is a decent commander, and. Uh, uh, the deer is not a bad commander either. It's the free five five of the decks that are playing it, right? Exactly. Um, Obosh is also a good pi- uh, commander. We're, we're definitely seeing Obosh and really like the gruel decks. We didn't really see a lot of. I'd say they still have put up some good results, but uh, I think I have a different Obosh take coming out here again on another upcoming stream. More so the Golgari Stompy version. Um, so, I, what I, do you what do you what do you think is the better Loris deck though between the Burn deck and the Enchantments deck? Um. 
That one, I think, is tough. I think that the burn deck is more consistent and sure. just generally aggressive, but, like, the enchantment deck can pop off. Mm-hmm. Like, if you were in, like, an event where you can lose twice, like a GP, I would play burn. But if I'm at some, like, death PTQ where one loss and you're out, I'm playing the auras deck because uh, the chance to just pop off is way higher. Okay. Now, yeah, what if we what if we throw in the Loris deck I played on stream that was like Loris Humans? Where does um, that fit in the hierarchy? Loris Humans is probably also fine because it's probably worse. That deck was also super cheap. Well, um, not really because we played Thoughtseize in that deck. I think this four color Humans deck is pretty sweet. You could probably yeah, cut it down to just two. You could yeah. probably cut it down to just two. I, I, like I kind of want to. I kind of want to slot in. I kind of want to slot in uh, Coco in that deck though. Can Hardened Scales play Loris? Uh, yes, actually, hardened yeah, skills. Actually, they, do. they do. They do. Um, they're playing the um, like the, the artifact, the, the artifact version. Yeah, ballista and um, the other one. It's really funny walkers, walkers, right now. It seems like, uh, the fair decks are all playing a commander, and the unfair decks don't play commander. Uh, yeah, because like uh, Lotus Breach, right? Lotus Breach and Demir Inverter, uh, they can't play any commanders. They can't hang. Yeah, they don't need to. Um, and then the. Uh, Garuda deck is uh, it's something. If you, you want to go have fun and roll the dice, play the Garuda deck. I don't think it's gonna actually take oh, over. Man, I don't, Garuda is so much. Fun. I don't think it's gonna take over the format. I think you're gonna get lucky in some places, and it'll like could like spike right. Like if you want to live and yeah. die by variance, Garuda's pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's way too inconsistent. But again, it's it's like like do you want to be a if you were a Marvel player before, right? Like and your Marvel's getting shut down by Teferi. Welcome my welcome to your new Garuda overlords, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we get to flip cards, we get to get ten Garudas on the table, potentially. Just save your money and build Garuda in standard, and just troll on people in standard. Sure. Because, uh, like, I don't think it's as good in Pioneer. But there are more clones in Pioneer, Ricky. There are more clones in Pioneer, but, like, you don't need more clones, you just need to hit anything. Like, sure, that's Like, fair. my opponent's conceding to, like, my turn three Garuda... Like hitting Dream Eater and bouncing their Teferi away, like. Sure. Uh, all right. So I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good Pioneer talk. Uh, I honestly, as of right now, think Pioneer's in a sweet place. Um, I definitely think some of these decks are more powerful, obviously, than Inverter. But uh, my soul doesn't feel as defeated as when I lose to Inverter. True. Yeah. At least we're seeing people try different stuff. Well, because it feels like the campaigns it, are inspiring. It feels like moves. everyone's doing powerful things now. Where it just felt like Demir Inverter was on like its own like plateau above everything. Although I still think Lotus Breach is probably still better. Um, but you know, it was definitely warping the format. I mean, yes. again, you, you like it warped all of the decks. Where it's like, okay, I either need to have a better game plan, or I need to be able to win by turn four when they're going to kill me, and I need to be able to fight through multiple disruption spells. Sure. You know, and, and it's definitely going to annoy people that like companions are seen playing everywhere, right? But I do appreciate that, like, every companion we've seen has, like, two or three versions of it. Like, there isn't just the one deck, right? Mm-hmm. Man. And who knows? Maybe we'll see some of the campaigns that aren't being played right now in the future. It must suck to be a Lutri, right? Like, uh, definitely not good enough to see play in any actual format. And then Lutri 5-0. I mean, you can't... I mean, it must suck to be, like, Zerda or Umori. Right. Zerda, which one's Zerda? Uh, the activated abilities one. Oh yeah, I forgot that I've one. I've seen existed. that one season play. <laughs> I was playing that one. And like Pioneer in though, standard. like in standard, sure, but like in Pioneer, like sucks to be like Mori. No one's playing Mori. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mori just wasn't playable to begin with. Oh, I, well, I'm gonna break it. We're gonna play some Flash in standard with Mori. 
I think there's a reasonable case to be made for enchantments, Mori. I just again, I don't think the upside for all oh. of one permanent type or all of sorry, all of one just card type in general was strong enough. Like Ooh. they needed to cost Ooh, like two or three. You could be right less. because with Umori, right? If we pick mm-hmm. enchantments, we get to play like Eidolon still. Right. Okay. Right. I'm yeah. Because the creature enchantments. I'm, still count. Okay, I'm in on this. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the, what was the one that I thought that might. That might work if you played Imori enchantments, you know? Like, you want to be green anyway, right? Yeah. Like, you play green-white, so you could do it. The problem is, like, the deck I see wanting Umori wants to play Hardened Scales and then can't name Artifact. Sure. Because, like, Umori in, like, in, like, an Artifact deck, like, just, like, all the Artifact yeah. decks want to play enchantments, too. Sure. Whether you're... Yeah. Umori just... Umori costing four, like, really ruins it, too, because it's like, well, like, now that I've got my mana, I don't need my things to cost a bunch less, you know? Yeah, like, it's four, like, like, it's a, like, yeah. That should have cost two or three, probably, where it's like, okay, I've got my yeah. thing, and now it's an accelerant, That you know? spell's costing one less is, like, not the best. Um, I do think that, like, the, the, the companions that are playable are seeing a lot of play. It might be a problem, like, but it's sort of, like, it's sort of this weird thing where, like, each deck sort of plays the companion a little differently. Yeah, which is what I like. I definitely enjoy about it. I uh, can't wait. Real salt hours is losing to top decks in a Yorian deck. <laughs> God, it feels so bad. It felt bad in Hearthstone too. I don't know why anybody wanted this mechanic back, but you ever like get your opponent down to two and you've got a huge board and your opponent draws and then and they get Reno and we're all gonna be rich. <laughs> oh my god and they're only playing one of so you know that was a one in like 12 chance that they draw the reno right then and there they can't life tap right. for it less than that yeah <sighs> they just have right. it ricky's having some ptsd right, All right, right so now. let's let's save ricky let's save ricky let's kick it over to our favorite format our favorite segment does it slap chris hit us with the theme song does it slap Here we go, and this week's Doesn't Slap, again, pulling from the Discord, which we're taking all of the Doesn't Slap submissions from, comes from our user S'mores and Bacon, who brings, S'mores and Bacon. Who brings us Teamer Obosh, which, we uh, let's break this down, because this is a deck that I love a lot, because it's definitely, we, we definitely feels like we started with the uh, the Gruul Obosh, right? Obosh, of course, being the odd companion, uh, odd in the sense of, wow, that's a weird looking thing, and odd is in, it cares that you play odd cards. Uh, three Rakdos Rakdos, you get a 3-5 uh, that all your st- all your deck contains cards with current mana cost odd and land. And then if a source you control with an odd current mana cost would deal damage to permanent or player, it deals double that permanent instead. And again, we kind of talked about the similar deck last week with the uh, the Gruul decks. So we get to play our, our eight mana dorks. We get to play like our Lovestruck Beasts, our Bone Crusher Giants still, some Gruul Spellbreakers, some Ronus the Indomitable, some big Crater's Claws to end the game out, right? Um, mm-hmm. But what what is this deck doing different? I'll tell you what it's doing different. It's playing it's playing some big nucks. We're bringing the Savage Knuckle Blades. We're bringing some Brazen Borrowers. We're bringing some Stubborn Denials, and then we get some uh, some spicy Mystical Disputes in the sideboard. Gentlemen, what are you thinking here? Uh, I'm already a fan because we made Stubborn Denial. We fit Stubborn Denial in here, and I think that's super hot. Like this is obviously like this is the way that Stubborn Denial was meant to be played. And uh, I just love it. I think Stubborn Denial immediately has me uh, in on it. And I like Crater's Claws just technically costing one. Um, I like that most of our creatures trigger our Stubborn Denial. Make sure, though, that we, we, cast, when we, when we cast Crater's Claws, though, we're casting it for 
uh, even damage. So we get the one to make it odd for our Obosh. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah, it's true. I guess if it... Well, hold on. Um, does it? Does Obosh care about the stack? Does it? Yeah. Sources for the, the even or odd chromatic costs. I guess so. I assume that it does, yeah, based on what you're saying now. So that if you I think cast Crater's yeah, Claws for four, mm-hmm. because assuming we have five mana for Urbosh, yeah. and assuming we have Ferocious, uh, can somebody quickly run the math on that for me? Is that... I can't do that. Um, is that 12 damage? Yeah. Ooh. That's a big claw. That's a lot of damage. That's a big claws. Those are some claws, baby. Mm-hmm. We're claws people Probably now. We're ending games. Um, yeah, the knuckle blade's cute. Obviously, the man on that's a little bit tough, but like it's kind of a lot of sweet abilities. Mostly, I think the fact that it can be pumped is pretty sick. Otherwise, like honestly, it's kind of like outclassed by Bone Crusher Giant just because that does some cool stuff. Um, unfortunately, the like stomp doesn't deal double damage. Correct. But but you know, uh, Bone Crusher Giant sure as hell does. Yeah, it does. Oh, and man. the effect would, I think also it, deals it two. Would, yeah, uh, deals yeah, four. Yeah. yeah. Good luck trying to yeah. kill this now. Take four. Yep. Yeah, our love stuck breed. Our love, the thing is, like, the cool thing that really gets me about this deck, and one of the reasons I love it so much, is like the um, one mana costing mana accelerants accelerate us into three. Like in standard, we have a problem where like don't have enough, mm-hmm. I guess, one mana accelerants, or we're not taking advantage of it enough to like get to some of the super insane threes that Pioneer has. But most of our threes are standard legal, to be honest with you. Yeah. So a little surprised, but we've got a Ronus in here. Um, other than that, we're like our. Our spells are what's pioneer. The creative's claws and the stubborn owl. The rest of this deck is standard besides our knuckle blades. So I mean, that's the thing, right? Using a one man accelerant to get to three is like chef's kiss. The, the, rule, the rule decks already before Obosh were wanting to go Elvish Mystic into three drop so you could mm-hmm. hit like maybe a company later on. So the trade off is instead of playing company, now we have a card to guarantee at least play once in the game that is going to just double right. all of our damage producers here. Um, obviously this deck list is missing like the Clothis, it's missing like the Domeries that the Gruelvers are playing but uh, I think the blue brings a lot here and you know Big Nux probably not the best but I love some Big Nux um, like we're, I'm just going to give it like all the slaps already for the Big Nux uh, but like what what are some where where do we change do you think this deck needs some changes like what would you guys do if we're going to take this to an event um man Gilded Goose two of them yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Release the goose, huh? Release the goose. Probably cut one knuckle blade and one brazen borrower and play yeah, two I'm not, goose. I'm not the biggest fan of brazen borrower. Like that was my only I like thought. Brazen actually, borrower I, a lot. I love brazen borrower, but double blue man. Yeah, double I think blue, brazen borrower is a little hard here. I definitely think brazen borrower is like a fun card we can put in the board because I kind of want to free these glory bringers out of the sideboard because uh, glory bringer attacking for now 8 with an Obosh in play and shooting something for 8 damage that's a lot of damage yeah well, don't get me wrong, like, looking at this mana base like we've done a really good job actually of, of slanting us towards blue Right, like we're playing eight blue green lands because obviously sure. um, which does make a lot of sense but like the only thing about my only fear about that is like we have 1, 2, 6 uh, we've got like about 10 lands that like don't produce green which I'm not sure we can do We've also got a Yum Up. You have Mayako, so like, yeah. I don't, the, the mana base looks pretty carefully constructed. I, I won't criticize it too much. Don't get me wrong. I do like I, it. Like, but, I uh, maybe budget considerations, but I almost just want to get rid of these two basics for semantic influences. Well, we got to play basics. Do we? I, I'm willing to cut like two brazen borrowers to bring these these glory bringers. Do need to be in the main deck. 
Like we gotta have some Glorbringer, and Glorbringers are so incredibly strong. I you think know? we and, uh, need to just goose. I think we just goose, and we'll be fine. Okay, uh, and I, I'm also gonna argue with Chris. Um, I said this earlier. I'm not the biggest fan of stuff now. Like I just want to just play the mystical disputes instead. Mm-hmm. Now that's that's a, I believe the kids call it a mood. <laughs> a vibe. Look, yeah. we're gonna vibe check our opponent hard with these mystical disputes. I think more so than we are gonna with these stubborn denials. I don't think uh, so. I think we're gonna denial. get them with stubborn denials more often. Yeah, like because Luris is so popular. Like, who's playing blue? Like the band. Oh uh, yeah, the I'm other gonna, decks I'm are gonna burn. Count, I'm, Yeah, good luck casting or Yorian. Yeah, I, I would rather have the stubborn denial for like the burn matchups and the random Luris stuff. All right, you might be right. You might be right. But like, maybe because inverters on the downswing, the stubborn denials are better. Um, mm-hmm. But I think like Lotus Breach hanging around, like Lotus Breach, like plays a lot of blues. Like the speed's pretty good there. Sure. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I, I, they, the, and that's true that they don't tap out as much to like pay their one. But uh, I mean, a lot of times you'll be able to cast the stubborn denial just as a counterspell, right? Like, sure. Uh, that's one thing is like if we cut a couple brazen borrowers to make it so that like we pretty much always have our stubborn denial more active. Like, how about it? I, I, whatever we're playing for, I definitely think we're cutting two brazen borrowers. Sure. I think I think that would for sure be something that I would do. I, I definitely am on the train of hey, let's bring some of these Glorybringers into the main deck. They're just insanely strong. Our curve copying at topping out at three makes it so that like when we have twenty four lands and a bunch of mana dorks, it seems like our top decks are going to be pretty bad. Like we don't have a lot of ways to filter them. Yeah, uh, we could pump some mana to Knuckle Blade, but like most of his abilities are like turn one or like a saving ability, right? Like yeah, we can only we also get got like two, Ronus two, we can pump mana into. Ronus is nifty. And giving it trample is definitely nice, but uh, we've only got two Ronus, sure. right? Like we're just not going to see it as often. So, like, I either want to like cut some lands or bring some of these glory bringers in here so that we can get do them. You, you do know? you want to play? Okay, so hear me out. I know I didn't like them a lot, but because mm-hmm. we can skip our turn twos sometimes, um, do we play the tri lands? Maybe. Hmm. And you could cycle them. Yeah, I'd be down. I definitely would be down. Again, I don't know what what exactly you cut like. And again, Pioneer getting the uh, the what are, what are the what are we calling these? The check lands, two or fewer lands. What are we calling those? Speed lands. Which one? Fast lands. The fast lands. Fast yeah, lands. Yeah. yeah, the fast lands. Um, the fast lands definitely are you know what you want to be doing to get your guy down. I don't know that we want that it comes into play tap lands like that though. Because like again, our what, perfect curve is a one like, into three. I don't know. Like I definitely want like a mana sink, but like what about like the new colorless land? If we have a creature with power four graded to draw a card, I don't know. Like, like I just feel Maybe. like 20, 24 lands feels kind of like a lot still. It does feel like a lot. I think you. Like, I think are, we're like, too colorless. What, like what are the ghoul decks? What are the ghoul decks playing mana wise? Hold on, let me go see if I can find a deck real fast. Uh, playing uh, game trail mana confluence rebound crag. No, how many? How, what's the what's the count though? The count on them. Um. 20, they're playing 22. Yeah, we're playing two more, and like, yeah, our curve top's at at three. It's the same curve as them, except they're playing, like, they're still mainboarding two, uh, two Glorybringers. Oh, wow, yeah. And, like, so we could probably do that. We could cut, like, a land for a Glorybringer, too, and then I, I like, so no matter what we do, I want to cut two Brazen Borrowers. And, like, definitely, like, we're also going to cut lands if we're bringing, like, because they're on, uh, the Gruulis I'm looking at right now is on 22 lands, uh, plus they did add the two Goose. That Ricky was mm-hmm. like talking about, so they're on four Mystic, four Elves, two Goose, twenty-two lands. Sure. If you're on ten, I'm, I'm much more they feed the clans than sideboard either. But... Yeah. Because you're one and six on every draw for your first seven draws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
All right, well, those are the only cuts I can think of. You guys got any more? No, I mean, that's pretty... That's a, uh, just... The Feed the Clancy's become some other life game. Probably Life Goes On. Life Goes On is probably way better in this Life board. Goes On, or um, I like Tireless Tracker is a good option. Tireless Tracker is also a good option. Ooh, Tireless Tracker, yeah. Who's no game? Tireless Tracker might need to be in here anyway over like some of these Brazen Borrower stuff. Uh, we don't have a lot of removal, though. I'm definitely down for some number of Brazen Borrower, but I like the Tireless Tracker idea. Maybe even over some number of Spellbreaker? No, Spellbreaker's insane. Spellbreaker's yeah. too insane. No, I wouldn't. I don't think I'm mainboarding the Tireless Tracker, but I definitely feel like we could track some sideboards. We could track some sideboards. Fair enough. All right, let's uh, let's rate this deck. Okay, you got one. Ruckman, your 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 deck. You go first. Um, I'm gonna give this deck a four out of four. Savage Knuckleblade Power Toughness and Slaps. I love it. Uh, I am going to give this deck. 10 out of the 12 damage we do if we cast a Crater's Claws for 4 with an Obosh in play. Okay. Um, I'm going to give this deck uh, Death Touch and Indestructible and can attack as long as we control a creature with power 4 or greater. Uh, it so slaps? Interesting it rating. slaps, yeah. I'm just going to... The entire text box of Ronus the Indomitable is my rating. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I, uh, I really like this deck. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I know it's kind of like a, a somewhat close to existing archetype, but I like how competitive this deck is. Um, we don't have to make a lot of changes. It seems like the mana base was pretty pretty reasonably well thought out, in my opinion. So like that's one thing we miss. And like it's even got a a planned out sideboard. Yeah. Even though I would take some cards from the sideboard to the main deck, um, this is very very well thought out. It's one of the better. It's one of the more well thought out decks that I've seen. Again, while the idea is. Um, not as crazy as some of the fun ones that we've seen, and I appreciate some of the fun ones. I do respect the hell out of this deck for um, what it brings to the table. I think, again, it's very strong. Now, I've got a little thing to throw on the end here. Uh, okay. Not about this deck. But uh, do you guys know, like, do you guys think that this set, like, what do you think that the value of this set is? Do you think it's a decent valued set? Um, it's real cheap as heck in, uh, in online right now. Yeah, it is real cheap as heck in online right now. In fact... Uh, you can get an entire set online for about 105. Yeah, right. which uh, I think I talked to Chris about this. You know, uh, did you, you talk? Yeah, you guys talked about the scheme already? Yeah, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I've talked to him like in person. I don't think we've talked about it in recording. Uh, and maybe we don't blow this up, but uh, crew three exclusive. You guys don't follow any of the Magic content producers because this was talked about by a few people, I believe. Uh, Ricky, tell what's what's our free real estate scheme here? Uh, well, I'm just saying, like if you're looking at buying a box or two, maybe you just want a couple of sets. Sure. And for about uh, 105, you can buy a full set online right now, and you could probably wheel and deal if you've already got tickets online or already have other assets that you want to move from online. Uh, and when, to... we, when we say when we say online, we do mean MTGO. MTGO, yeah, right. right? Yeah. And then uh, it's a twenty dollar fee to redeem sets. Twenty or twenty five, yeah. And I think there's like another like two weeks or so you have to wait. Yeah, that's fine. Um. um we're not looking to flip these sets. These are, like, we want these sets in paper. Yeah. But, like, uh, clearly the paper release isn't even until the 15th. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be, like, probably, I think, two weeks after that redemption starts happening. Yeah, definitely. Um, so if you wanted to, by the end of May, you could redeem your sets, wait for the shipping, and probably by early July, late June, you'd have your paper sets of Ikoria ready to go. And if the all-clear comes up in July, you know, you're ready. Not I mean, saying I, don't buy boxes, like buy boxes to support your local support, game store. Yeah, definitely support your like, local game store. If now. you're looking to be ready for Ikoria's release for 
competitive events once paper is given the go-ahead again. Like, this seems pretty decent for a set like this. At least set this size with a with a rare land cycle and stuff like that. So, um, who knows what the financial value of the set will be going on, but I do think it's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah, like, right now I think the paper value, because it's only released in, like, such, like, APAC market right now, right? I think the paper value of this set's, like, four or five hundred dollars. Yeah. Super inflated. But, uh, like, I mean, cards like Loris, like, I can see Loris sitting around fifteen dollars per card. For sure. Yeah. You know, Fiend Artisan is good. The Mothra is good. Like, yeah, all these cards I definitely think like play. there is value to me. I mean, I think I'm still probably gonna buy a box, maybe two, just because I want to try and get those Godzillas. Oh yeah. And I'm probably gonna buy a regular boxes because, man, like, paying like two fifty for a collector's box and only getting twelve packs feels, feels real bad. Yeah, like I was telling Chris, like, if they were like the Masters set deck, like boxes, and came if, and I was paying like. You know, two fifty three hundred, and got like twenty four packs. I'd feel a little better about buying one, right? For sure. Yeah, the value on those does. Yeah, I just it's a little it's a little too too much in my opinion. Like, so I think I'm just like gonna turn my money. Typhoon or six dollars right now on paper. So yeah, I think I'm just gonna turn my money into uh, into just regular boxes or collectors boxes and just try and uh, turn in cards and get credit for uh, for the finish my Godzillas. Uh, but definitely the uh, the free real estate scheme is there. Or what was the episode of Sunny when they were buying chickens? Oh, that's yeah. <laughs> the the buying steaks to contaminate with chickens. Yeah. To redeem airline miles as cash. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like it's the pretty equivalent here. It's not that many steps, but it's it's like a step away from it. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Um, any other any closing thoughts here on Ikoria before we close this episode out? Now we've run kind of long. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Again, please uh, spread the word. I know podcasts are a little bit down right now, but uh, hopefully you guys find some time to listen to us. And if not, check us out on YouTube and our uh, Discord and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Of course, we did, again, change the name of the YouTube and Twitch. We're now Crew3MTG. Um, I'm not going to be streaming this weekend. I've got some stuff coming up, but I think Chris is going to fill in. and then That's currently the plan. Currently the plan. And then uh, just to make sure you guys get some streams. Uh, by the time this podcast episode comes out, it will already happen. So you can at least go look at the VODs. I'm planning on streaming Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, probably Pioneer on Tuesday. Standard on Wednesday. Or just really Arena on Wednesday. Uh, just to make sure you guys still get our two days of streams. And we are once again getting very, very close to hitting affiliate on Twitch. Uh, we just need like... 10, 12 more followers, and we're going to get there. So uh, if you or your friends... Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Mm-hmm. If you don't already follow us, like, give us a follow. Help us hit that affiliate, right? Um, it's going to be a big deal we really for appreciate us. It. We definitely really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Um, but again, this is Ruckman with my boys Chris and Ricky. You can find Chris at... At it's underscore Christmas on Twitter. You can find Ricky at... Uh, at also Steve. And of course, you can find me on the main at Crew3Podcast... Again, like Chris said, go look for links on the, for the Discord. We're having some fun there. We're hitting like about 100 people in there, so there's always conversation going on. Uh, and we are definitely have definitely more space for more conversation to happen there. Uh, we've got the YouTube. We've got the Twitch that I talked about. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining me. You listeners at home, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next time. Thank you, guys. Have a great day.